Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard, based here in Los Angeles. Joining me on the other line in New York is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lipschutz. Hello, Jason. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I am all right. It's been a busy, busy Monday. We're recording this at the end of Monday. It's been a very, very full day. Yeah. Yeah. But let's not dwell on Monday. (laughs) Let's move on to other things because the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you know you can always count on a lively discussion between Jason and I about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we'll be talking... About a couple things, man. Lady Gaga postponing her European tour and a very mm. special upcoming tribute show to Linkin Park's Chester Bennington. Plus, uh, we've got chart chat about how Thomas Rhett scores his first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart and brings country music back to number one for the first time in a year. Uh, how Taylor Swift still rules the Billboard Hot 100 with Look What You Made Me Do, but Cardi B could overtake her next week. And how Foo Fighters are flying towards their second number one album with their latest release. And in addition to all that, we've got an interview with one of my personal favorite singers, Nadine Coyle. Uh, The Pop Shop went on location. Yes, Girls Aloud. Uh, The Pop Shop went on location to London to chat with Nadine, who you know from her work with the super successful UK girl group, Girls Aloud. Um, We talked to her about her new single, Go to Work, why she's coming back now with her first proper solo material in a long while, and of course, the legacy of Girls Aloud. But first, my man, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. Give us a rating review while you're at it. Come on, guys. I I want more ratings. I want more reviews, more five stars. I just want stars like flying at my face. Like, give me all the five star reviews that you got. (laughs) And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. All the stars flying at your face. That's all. That's all I want, man. Five star reviews. Come on. Um, okay, let's let's hit some of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com. So, uh, over the weekend, this broke. Uh, Lady Gaga announced that she is postponing the European leg of her Joanne tour due to quote severe physical pain, according to a note from Live Nation. 
Popstar was scheduled to head overseas from September 21st to October 28th, so a, a pretty good amount of time, about six weeks or so. And that run, run has been pushed to next year due to Gaga's fibromyalgia. Uh, I knew I was going to mess it up, too. Fibromyalgia? Yeah, that's right. that's like exactly that? what I'm naming. So. going to try it. Um, which is, uh, quote, chronic centralized pain sensitivity syndrome, according to an article on Billboard.com. That's a doozy. I, yeah, a I doozy. mean, so obviously this is disappointing for Gaga fans. I, I, I really hope that th- th- it, this is something that Gaga has been dealing with for a very long time. Obviously, we wish her well uh, and, and hope that she makes a, a speedy recovery. I mean, I, I really appreciate the fact that, and I think her, her fans do as well, the fact that she's been so open about this stuff. Um, you know, it, it's it's not a very common uh, uh, affliction, and, and I think that her openness and, you know, uh, commitment to returning to the stage is really admirable. So get well soon, Gaga. Yeah. 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 I got nothing else to add except get well soon. I mean, that just sucks. Like, <laughs> it just sucks for her. And, you know, but, you know, I mean, Gaga's a trooper. She'll be out there back on the road as soon as she can. So, you know. Uh, well, I, I have not seen the, the upcoming Gaga uh, Netflix documentary, which I, I think drops later this week. But I, I know uh, we, we've had a couple stories about it on Billboard.com and, and in Billboard magazine. And um, I, I've heard that, that her dealing with this this kind of uh, physical pain is a part of the documentary. So um, I guess we'll get a closer look at that when it drops later this week. I will say there is a, a pretty cool story on Billboard.com about the most emotional moment in that Netflix documentary, which is when she plays the Joanne title track for her father and her grandmother. Very emotional scene. Um, go inside that scene, how it came together at Billboard.com. Hmm. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about, Keith, uh, it was announced on Monday that Linkin Park will throw a, quote, one-night-only celebration in the memory of singer Chester Bennington on October 27th at the Hollywood Bowl in your very own Los Angeles. Just down the street. Just down the street. I've never been to Hollywood Bowl, by it's the way. It's beautiful. You should try to go the next I know, time. I really should. This will be the first time since Bennington's passing in July that the five remaining members of Lincoln Park will be on stage, and they'll be joined by surprise guests. Now, I mean, obviously, it's been about two months since uh, Chester's untimely passing, and uh, obviously the the rest of Lincoln Park has has been pretty quiet since then, understandably so. And uh, I think this will be something that a lot of fans and non-fans alike look forward to uh, at the end of next month. Did they say that this was going to be? I feel like I I could have read this incorrectly. Was this some sort of benefit for Chester's family or his kids or something, or is this just like a just a celebration of him? Yeah, and... I think it's more of a celebration. I, I, I I'm not sure if you know. I, I know tickets are about to go on sale. I'm not sure where proceeds are going to go, but yeah, I, it, it's basically going to be a celebration of his music. Um, we saw s- similar kind of celebrations like this with Leonard Cohen when he passed and David Bowie. Um, so I'm really happy that it'll, it'll be an emotional night. Yeah. Imagine (laughs) it'll absolutely be an emotional night. So didn't mean to cut you off there. No, uh, no. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Those, so those are the, uh, the big headlines on Bilber.com right now. Well, here's a, uh, couple chart things that we can talk about because we're going to run the chart numbers and do the chart chat. How many times can I say the word chart in a sentence? Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts right now. Number one. Thomas Rhett's on top of the Billboard 200 as the country singer-songwriter scores his first 
number one album with Life Changes. Number two, over on the Billboard Hot 100, Taylor Swift's still atop the chart with Look What You Made Me Do. But could Cardi B knock Swift from number one next week? And Sam Smith's Too Good at Goodbyes crashes in at number five this week on the chart. We'll have more on that in just a second. And number three, Foo Fighters are flying towards their second number one album on the Billboard 200 with their latest release, Concrete and Gold. Okay, let's break down each of these individually, as we always do each week. First up, it's a big week for country music, as country singer-songwriter Tom Srett debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 with Life Changes. The set earned 123,000 equivalent album units in the week ending September 14th, according to Nielsen Music. And uh, this gives Rhett his first number one album. Further, it's the first country album to hit number one in a year since Jason Aldean's They Don't Know bowed atop the tally exactly a year ago this week. Uh, Jason, question for you. Do you think, as editorial... uh, Director? Is that the title? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As editorial director, do you think we could get another couple country number ones this year? Maybe Shania, if this, if, if indeed her album is considered a country album. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Luke Bryan, I think, has an album coming, maybe. And there's potentially a Sam Hunt album coming. Uh, do, you, do you feel like the, the tides are turning for country music? Yeah, I'm not sure about Shania because if, if I'm not mistaken, that album's coming out the same week as... You know, uh, Miley Cyrus and uh, Demi Lovato and a, and a couple other. Uh, and so you're thinking that Miley and Demi will beat Shania? I'm not sure. I mean, it'll definitely be a tight race. Um, mm. You know, you heard it here first, people. Jason isn't sure that Shania is going to be number one. I I think that I I think that she will definitely have competition for that number one. That's all I'm saying. That's all mm. I'm saying, man. People love Miley. People love Demi. Um, people love Shania as well. I I, I actually wrote a. Um, couple weeks ago about how shania twain might might make a splash of the grammys this year people love shania and they're they're happy to see her come back um yeah so you never know in terms of if luke bryan drops a, an album before the end of the year that'll that'll definitely be a strong contender for number one same definitely same for sam hunt um pretty wild that body like a Backroads, one of the biggest songs of the year <laughs> uh still does not have still a, no uh, album no album but you know that's that's kind of the case with despacito i was gonna and, say despacito there's no album uh, no sam hunt doesn't have an album like yeah. it's it's really funny i'm like you know you could have just thrown an album together and just tacked the song on there i mean I why didn't why didn't louis fonsi as i go wildly off track why didn't louis fonsi <laughs> throw a greatest hits album out there of his own to to introduce you know all the new fans that he was getting that didn't know who he was until this summer th- despite the fact that he's been a star in latin music for a very long time why didn't they put together a compilation of his greatest hits put despacito and a couple new songs on there and say, hey, everyone, here's Luis Fonsi. You're getting to know him for the first time, but he's actually had an amazing body of work. Get to know him through this new album. But they didn't. So Listen, man, you got me. You got me. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, next up, Taylor Swift continues to hold down the fort at number one on the Hot 100 with Look What You Made Me Do. But Cardi B's Bodak Yellow is trailing close behind at number two. Now, I'm looking at the points each song registered this past week. I'm looking at the actual breakdown of, you know, I got the spreadsheet out and looking at the points. And it, I'm looking at how they're trending, and it looks like, based on how they performed this week, Cardi B could actually hit number one next week. Um, that is, <laughs> barring a surprise surge from Logic, 
because his single, 1-800-273-8255, rises 5 to 3 on the Hot 100 and is not terribly far away from Cardi B in terms of total points. So next week, anything is possible. Um, Taylor still could hold on at number one, but it looks like Cardi could possibly hit number one unless something crazy happens with Logic. So, you know what You know what I, I, I was kind of thinking about, just to quickly uh, I- mm-hmm. interrupt? It's kind of nice having some like new blood at the at the top yes. of the Hot 100. Because some bad blood? No, not no, some bad just new blood. blood. I, yeah. uh, but, you know, it, it, it seemed like the summer was, it was so much Despacito, obviously 16 weeks in number one. You had Wild Thoughts, you had I'm the One, you had That's What I Like. It was, it was a pretty static... Uh, top of the Hot 100 there um, for a while, and, and now we have, you know, a new face like Cardi B, a new face like Logic, and and then you know uh, another debut in the top five this week, which you'll get to right now. It's awesome, yeah. I mean, it's great, and you know, as as Jason just said, we have a debut in the top five, Sam Smith's new single, "Too Good at Goodbyes," which starts at number five. It's the fifth top ten hit for the singer and his highest charting song since "I'm Not the Only One." hit number five back in January of 2015. I think this sets up... I would imagine this they've got to be happy with a top five debut, uh, certainly. Um, and it probably you know sets up the uh, his upcoming album yeah. fairly well. Um, uh, Keith, I have a question for you. Yes, yes. Kelly Clarkson's Love So Soft, we talked about it last week when it came out. Yes. W- where I'm, is it at on the Hot 100? Well... <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. It debuts at 62, um, but that's not terribly high, I know. Um, but it's her 27th hit on the Hot 100. Um, in slightly better chart news, it also debuts at number 32 on the Pop Songs Airplay chart, uh, which is the chart that measures mainstream top 40 airplay. Um, so it's actually off to a pretty decent start at radio. I think because the song is kind of a curveball, it might be throwing people for a loop. Yeah. Um, and I think once people get into it, I think it might actually bode well for the album. At least I hope so. I mean, I think the video is stunning. The, the song's really cool. And I think it's a nice look for Kelly. Um, and I, I don't think that the first week is necessarily going to like indicate where the song is going to trend after this. Yeah, def- definitely. You know, we talked about it last week, but it, it definitely seems like kind of kind of a song that that will latch on and it's really likable so at at the very least i definitely think it'll have a presence on pop radio in the the coming weeks um lastly according to industry forecasters foo fighters i I always want to say the foo fighters but it's just foo fighters simply foo fighters simply simply foo foo fighters are aiming for their second number one album on the billboard 200 with concrete and gold sources suggest the set could earn over 120,000 equivalent album units in the week ending september 21st which should enable the set to bow atop next week's chart the band previously led the list with its 2011 album wasting light pretty crazy to me that they've only had one other number one album yeah like when wasting light hit number one it was just like Finally, the Foo Fighters yeah. get their first number one album. I mean, the same same thing sort of happened last year with Kings of Leon. Everyone yeah. assumed that you know um, the album with Sex on Fire was number one, but it wasn't. They had to wait till last year's Walls to get their first number one. Yeah, and David Bowie didn't have his first number one album until after he died. So it's crazy things. True. It's but those charts, true. <laughs> those crazy charts. Um, all right, now it is time for our interview with Nadine Coyle. 
Um, the pop shop went on location to London recently to chat with Nadine, who you're probably familiar with as one-fifth of the UK girl group Girls Aloud. The quintet racked up 21 top 10 singles on the official UK singles chart between 2002 and 2012. And while the group is no more, all five members have been busy with their own solo projects. Now, Nadine is back with a new solo single called Go to Work, which was produced by Brian Higgins of Zinomania fame, the same production team that handled basically all of Girls Aloud's music. Uh, We sat down with Nadine to talk about the new single, uh, even more new music from her, working with Brian Higgins and, you know, what what's that like to get back with him after, you know, working with him for so long with Girls Aloud. And, of course, we talked about the legacy of Girls Aloud. So, take a listen to our chat with Nadine Coyle. Welcome to the Pop Shop Podcast, Nadine Coyle. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I am fabulous. I am so happy that I get to speak with you. Thank you so much for coming here and let's chat and let's have a lovely time. Yes. And I really appreciate let's it. Do honestly, it. do you? Thank you. Um, tell us where we're at right now because we're somewhere, I guess we're technically, are we outside of London or are we still in London at this point? We're technically still in London. We're North London. Okay. So we're not too far away from Hampstead, probably like 15 minutes from that, but we're very much off the beaten track. Right. This is a new experience for me too, but it's lovely. It's lovely. Beautiful studio. We're in a rehearsal space where when I walked in, I heard your new single (laughs) and I saw you sort of cha-cha-chaing about and dancing with a a bunch of ladies. Yes. I'm assuming you are getting prepared to unleash your new single, which by the time people hear this, they will have heard it. Oh my goodness. How are you feeling right now? Because right now, people listening, she's going to release the single properly to the world in like less than 24 hours. Yes, absolutely. How are you feeling right now? Right now, I'm very glad that I have the distraction of choreography. <laughs> I really am. Uh, because it's one of those things where you, we've had the song for um, probably since October of last year. Wow. We came across Go to Work. And we've been making it better and adding in more bits and taking bits away and doing different things. Well, not me, Brian. Right. I've been singing the bits. You, you've been there. I've been there. Doing yeah, the I've been involved. Yeah. Yes. So, but it has. It's you know, it's been on a journey. The song itself, and I've I, I love it. I've loved it since then. And now that it's kind of at a, a place where everybody can hear it, and you heard it, you know, I did. and it's like, oh, what, what's happening? It's so that it's, moment. Yeah, it's that moment of you're almost like jumping off a cliff, and you're like, okay, what's going to happen? Just like let it go, let let the song do its thing, and let it, hopefully it hopefully it makes people happy. It's it's a proper kind of the way I would describe it is sort of a poppy, soulful dance track that has like a really like whoosh feeling to it i mean it's it's all the things that you want in like a fun pop song okay good um not that i'm telling you to describe it in that same way back to me but when you heard it the first time what made you think oh i have to have that song what was it that sort of went off in your brain well it was a lot um dancier when i had first heard i'd first heard Mm. the the chorus bit why don't you go to work and i was like oh wow that is so good but it was a completely different track Wow. So I had just sang that chorus bit, and then I was sitting there, and I was like, I love this, this bit sounds really good. And then Brian was like, so what do you think of, you know, what do you think of it? What do you think of it? <laughs> I was like, I love it, I love it, I do. And he's like, well, no, again, what do you think? But I was like, I love it. And we had done lots of different parts to it. And then Brian had 
called me. It was really early in the morning. And he said, I'm going to send a track through um, right now and tell me what you think. And he had sent through a version of Goody Work. Mm-hmm. And I had played it um, in the kitchen and we were jumping around and just loving it. We are like, this is amazing, amazing. And it's changed, you know, possibly 25 times since then. Wow. But it was a good moment here and right. here and that. So. I mean, and people, you know, people listening understand that, you know, songs go through such a metamorphosis mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end. And I think that's probably the way that Brian Higgins, Brian Higgins, of course, of Xenomania, who we've worked with practically on all the Girls Aloud material, yes. you sort of reteamed with him for this song. That's kind of, I imagine that's kind of the way he works with his songs, where he, you know, records bits and pieces and kind of puts them together like a puzzle. I feel like that's the way I've read about how a lot mm-hmm. of the Girls Aloud material was done. Is that sort of correct? In yeah, that? that's yeah. absolutely correct. There's There's parts from, you know, one song that could end up on another song. Which is you know, incredible. Yeah, there's nothing. And you would never know that. You, no. When you listen, it's just so perfect, you yes, know? Yes, they're very cohesively then put together. Yeah. But it, that's what makes it fun. You never yeah. know. And you have to change lyrics and things to right. make it work from one song to the next. Right. But it's, it's wonderful. At yeah. the beginning, I was thinking, what is this? What What is going on? But that was the beginning 15 years ago. Right, now right. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Anything else? Any more pieces? Sure. And yeah, I'll let's sing whatever. do some more. Let's yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to give me, I've yeah, got it. let's do it. More, more. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, you know, people have been dying to hear new music from you for a while. It's been a moment. I mean, you had, obviously, your debut solo album, which has been a, a little while. Mm-hmm. And then Girls Aloud came back together, and we got four new songs. And then you had a duet, and you had the Michael Flatley uh, show. Mm-hmm. But it's been a moment since we've had just full-on Nadine. Yes. Why was this the right time for you to come back? Because the songs are here. Yeah. It's it's all about the music. I love to, to, to make everything as much about the music as possible. And it just took this length of time to get enough songs. There's this song. There's another song after that. There's another song after that. So right. we're kind of on this special place of having these these songs. And it took all this time. And, you know, we've got the amazing team with Virgin and right. with everybody involved. Thank you, Polly. There, there, Thank there, you. There is a, a lovely woman who just dropped yes. off some beverages. Yes, a, a, beverage. a lovely English breakfast tea. <laughs> English bre- <laughs> Thank you. Um you know, it's it's also it must be it must feel amazing to you know reunite with Brian mm-hmm. because he was there for all of the girls allowed material. Mm-hmm. Um, did it feel like it was sort of re- a reunion or going back home in a way to to go and work with him again? Absolutely, there yeah. we are so familiar with how each other work, and as much as our personalities are so different, just to sit and talk to us when we work in the studio, we're so focused mm-hmm. so we're kind of really concentrated and doing all of the tracks and singing all of the things and and you can see both of us you know his head's elsewhere my head is elsewhere and it just it works and it's such a challenge for me to sit down and have to sing all of these parts and you know, rapping sometimes who knows what I might be doing at any curveballs at you yeah at yeah. any given Brian Higgins session but I love it it gets so exciting now on the track there's a lot of vocals that you hear and there's a lot of backing vocals are all the vocals you or are there other backing vocalists like background vocalists it's all me it's all you yeah it's all me Wow. Yeah, I won't be able to do all of that live. Well, it, of course not. I can't, yes, but there is, yes, it's all me on there. <laughs> I, I was reading that you said something about how your voice has gotten a little bit more kind of deeper or more sort of soulful or kind of, 
I don't know what the word is that you described it, but do you feel like your voice has kind of grown in a way and kind of gotten richer over the yes, years? Yes, definitely. Yeah, because you can sort it of hear has. that on the single. You can. I think so. Yeah, and it was, when we get under those sessions, I could, we could hear that straight away. Brian was saying, he said, your voice is really, it's changed. It's gotten more mature. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Just my voice, not not, not anything no, else. Nothing else. Yes, nothing else, well, just that. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and I think, you know, he's in the unusual situation where he's actually seen you grow over the past 15 years mm-hmm. from the start with Girls Aloud through now. There, I'm assuming there's more music coming. Like, is the idea that eventually there will be some sort of body of work, like an album farther down the road? The I I hope so. Hope so. Yeah, yeah. I really do. It's a it's such a strange landscape. My music, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's like, do you put out a single or three singles or an EP? It's yeah. It, yeah there, there's no right way to do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's just we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. We'll see. We have we're working. I mean, the amount of songs that Brian and I have done, or the amount of parts that are floating around, is possibly in the hundreds. So to gather an album, wow, it would be. You know, would be quick and he could do it. We could do it easily enough. But it's, you know, do you do single after single after right. single after single and then have the amount of an album? Right. Or you do know, you after six singles, album? do you then put out an album? Are you like Calvin Harris where you just put out a bunch of singles and then maybe it's an album after that and it's almost like a greatest hits or something? Yeah. Or? Who knows? Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? It's very, it's very, um, it's very early days. Let's just get the single out. Let's get the single out. Let's <laughs> hopefully everybody loves it. Um, fingers crossed people just you know make it part of their lives and yeah yeah that's kind of the hope I'm assuming that the idea is that you're going to have sort of a full promotional schedule from now until the end of the year I'm, I'm imagining that your schedule is just sort of booked solid at this point with things that you're hoping like performances and so forth yeah, yeah. there's yeah I, uh, yes that's virgin, the, that's the goal virgin have said um they said, tell her not, no holidays until after Christmas, and we'll discuss it then. <laughs> so I hope you had no plans for so, Christmas. Yes. Every, <laughs> everybody takes two weeks off of Christmas, so... That's all you get. Yeah. So that's, that's fine. But I you're going what? to work, so you know. I'm going to work, and I can't sing this song about... You have to go to work, and then I can stay it's in like, the house. Yeah, I'm going to take a break. Yeah, it's you like, guys work. I'll be here now. For my I first can... single in a while, I thought I'd just take a couple months yeah. off. <laughs> it's fine. Um, no. You know... Are there any plans, and I say this coming, uh, coming from America, since I'm, I live in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. where you, I think, have lived for uh-huh. a good yeah. chunk of time recently. Is there any hopes that you might come to America to promote this song, like maybe somewhere down the road? Is that an idea that we might be able to pull off? I would love that. Wonderful. I know for the first time since I've started that I've kind of remembered um, – that America has looked for the rights for things. There's the the rights to play videos and the rights for all of these things. Um, that I just have to say, of course, of course, give them yes. whatever they want. Put whatever it out. They want. Yes. It's it, it's we were we were America Americans were denied, unfortunately. Um, girls allowed. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's it's terrible, frankly. It's unfair. It's yeah. and you know, all of us. so uh, you know, I resorted to, and I gladly purchased import CDs, and 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 I only knew you guys for the music. I never saw the TV show. Mm-hmm. I never saw any of that. I just knew about the music, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Why is this not released in America? Why do we not have? Why are they not on our charts? And then when I really got into Girls Aloud, it was like, okay, we're going on hiatus. I'm like, really? No way. Why? 
And then when you announced that you were coming back together for the 10 tour, I said, okay, I have to go to London. So I went and saw you guys at the O2. It was brilliant. I was on the floor, smack dab in the middle, right in front. It was oh, amazing. Oh, wow. Right by the catwalk was? Oh, yes. The... When, when you come out to the oh, end, yeah. full on. I've got a picture of you and the girls all in the feathers. It was amazing. It was great. Um, and I was like, I have to go because I don't know if they'll ever do this again. I don't know if they'll come to America. Luckily, you did come. Yes. Yeah, luckily, you did. Exactly. When you look back on now the almost 15 years of Girls Aloud and, and everything that they've achieved, what do you see as the legacy of the group? Because I, I see one thing, but when you when you look back and say, wow, what do you think of, like, that, well, we did that. What do you think of the legacy? The music. Yeah. When you, lis- when you listen to even Sound of the Underground today, it still sounds good. Absolutely. Everything sounds good. I was on holidays recently, and was just playing Girls Aloud, as you do. Just like, you know, going back, old albums. You were just playing, playing Girls Aloud music? I was just playing Girls Aloud. That was, we were getting ready to go out. Me and my sister and my friends. Throw on a little love machine. Throw you know. on a bit of Girls Aloud. Yep. Um, some of the more obscure, maybe not the singles, like right. you go through. Ooh. But then the singles obviously come up when you're running the album. Right. And then because I'm foolish this way, the routines come into your mind. I'm like, <laughs> we used to do this. We used to do this. We used to do something like this. And it, the music is just still sounds so good. So I think that's our legacy. The music absolutely holds up so well. It's Because mm-hmm. when you hear it, it's just kind of just timeless in a way because mm-hmm. you can't place it it's not trendy mm-hmm. it's not oh a, a certain kind of beat or a certain kind of anything it's just it exists in its own kind of space mm-hmm. which is why you can listen to it now and say I don't know when that's from because it just sounds so good mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not just saying that as a fan I'm like I love pop music uh-huh. and you can when you hear certain kinds of pop music you're like oh I can that sounds very early 2000s yes absolutely. or that sounds late 90s mm-hmm. or oh, I can hear whatever but there's no, it's, there's no trendiness to the Girls Aloud music. And mm-hmm. certainly when you hear Go to Work, that's just, that doesn't sound like it's trendy, like it's trying to be something. It just sounds effortless and cool and perfect pop. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. Well, that was it then. We weren't trying to, there's absolutely no way you could recreate Girls Aloud and everything that we were able to do in that that legacy of that. Yeah. So it was, okay, well, let's get together. Let's start singing. Let's see what works, what fits, what works. What do we feel comfortable with? You know, what do I feel attached to when I start singing something? And you're speaking of working with Brian again. Yes. Yes. This is with this right. music now. Yeah. It was, um, it was just about trying to do my stuff that we really enjoyed and we could have fun with and even now, you know, and rehearsing it with the dancers. I love it. This is so good. Really empowering. And that is an amazing sign when you've lived with a song for almost a year now and you still love it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Same way with, you know, like some of the older songs. I yeah. hear them now and I'm like, this is really good. I want to get up and, and, and sing it downstairs. <laughs> well, this has been lovely. I could talk to you forever. So good. This is so nice. And it's getting me out of. It's getting you out of rehearsals. Dancing, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's getting you off your feet for a moment. And your yes, he- but and the heels. But those are not your dancing shoes, I don't think. These are my dancing shoes, yeah. They, really? But these are, these are my... It's like a suede heel that, she's, that she has on. I, um, I was looking for my... My other dancing shoes are some cream stilettos. But um, my mom is at my house right now, and she decides to just move things around all the time. She takes notions. Moms do that, don't they? They're like, oh, the knives and forks are in the wrong place. They should be over here. Right. Let me fix this for you. Let me fix this. So my shoes that are 
kept in my dancing shoes. They, they had to be moved. And this morning I had no time to find them. So I was like, okay, I'll just go with these. I'll, I'll just go with these. Yeah. Well, it's very fashionable at the same time. Oh, thank you. Now that we've talked about shoes, I should probably stop this interview. Okay. Thank you, thank you so much, Nadine. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much to Nadine. It was so awesome to chat with her. Um, I'm such a fan of Girls Aloud, as listeners of the show are probably very well aware. So it was a real treat to spend some time with her. So I've got one out of the five down. I just yeah. need, to be, I need to collect them. I need to collect them all. <laughs> I, need, I need to get to the other four ladies. Uh, so if you're listening, just you know, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for your next project, and I will be there. I will be in London. I will I will meet you wherever you want. I gotta gotta catch them all. I will I will say also that you know, U.S. listeners uh, are yes, absolutely. Keith is a is a super fan of Girls Aloud. But if you haven't really done the deep dive into Girls Aloud's uh, singles or, or albums, um, please do so. They they were such a cool pop group. I definitely I, I do not have the extensive knowledge that Keith does of um of girls aloud but um just some some absolutely amazing singles i I tweeted last week that i I was was listening to biology one of my probably my favorite girls aloud single i was like oh man i've never got to see them live so uh definitely but you know what their albums are great uh check them all out it is state of the art pop and unfortunately, America was denied the girls allowed. Just like we were denied Sugar Babes. We were denied yeah. so many great pop acts. Um, but uh, go check them out. You will, you will, if you love pop music, you will probably dig their music. And uh, it's never too late to never learn about late. music. It's never too late. Um, and now it's time, Jason. Do you know what time it is? <sighs> Feels like charts that time. It's time for the charts dead of the week. <laughs> This week in 1981, The Rolling Stones got its ninth number one album on the Billboard 200 with Tattoo You. The set, which features the Hot 100 number two smash, Start Me Up, jumped to the top of the Billboard 200 dated September 19th, 1981, and spent nine weeks atop the list, which is the band's longest running number one album. Now, a long since, time. That's a long time for a number one album, by the way. Uh, yeah, especially, I mean, these days, nothing is number one for very long unless your name is Drake. Um, considering the success of the album, it might be hard to believe that the set actually comprises outtakes and half-finished songs from previous Rolling Stones albums. Uh, basically, the band had a tour planned for late 1981, and needed a record out for the tour. You know, you have, that's generally the way these things used to work. You, you're going to go on tour, let's have an album behind it so we can promote the album and, yeah, you know, sell some records. But the group's Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't getting along terribly well at the time. So in order to work around that, the band opted to sift through uh, their old unused material from their past few albums and cobbled together an album from that material. And the Rolling Stones were very prolific in the 70s and made a lot of great music that didn't all come out at the same time. So, you know, it it came together and made a really, really great album called Tattoo You. Um, Funny enough, a few of the songs on the album are so old, they actually feature guitarist Mick Taylor, (laughs) who left the band in 1974. Um, So there you have it. 36 years ago this week, the Rolling Stones got their... So far, final number one album with Tattoo You. 
Okay. We have reached the end of our big shoe. Good show, man. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. What do you guys think? If you like the show, give us a rating or review. <laughs> I want give stars. It, stars flying, flying at, at my face. face. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, what song should we uh, go out on? Perhaps a Girls Aloud song? Yeah, man. Your pick. Uh, well, we should probably go out on, well... Well, I think we're going to play biology under what you were what uh, what we were saying earlier. Uh, so let's oh, go out on not... one of my other favorite girls aloud songs, which is called Call the Shots. Yeah, that's a good one too. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.